What's up, what's up, what's up, and welcome to the single player experience, the hottest thing since sandwiches were invented. My name is Sebastian Malden, and I'm your host for this episode, but enough about me, because we got a megastar with us today. My guest today is a reoccurring guest. He's been on the show, and he's killed it every single time he's been on. He wants to tell you about Play NYC, which is where he got to spend time volunteering and playing a whole bunch of dope games all in one place. My guest today is a NYC hero. He is also a super dad. He is also one of the first people in the world to play the Xbox Series X. Yes, that's right. My guest today is Michael Toon Santiago. Michael, how you doing today? What's going on, Sebastian? How's everything, man? Thank man, it's so awesome. Thank you so much, man. My energy is high right now. I'm excited to have you back. How you doing, though? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's it's so awesome to be back with you, man. I love I love doing the podcast with you. I have so much fun talking games and just uh, and it's like hanging out. I love it, man. It is always a pleasure. But before I begin. I want to ask you, like, I know you, you've had a busy life. You're out there saving the world. You're also, you know, a brand new father. You're also a, a puppy dad as well. You're a husband. You, you, you wear a lot of hats, but you're also a gamer. So I got to ask you before we get started with Play NYC, the main topic of the show. What have you been playing? Have you had a chance to play anything lately? Uh, yeah, being a, being a dad is tough for, for, for being a gamer. Like, those two almost... Clyde, you know what I mean, and they don't, you know, they definitely uh, um, are like polar opposites. You have, you know, have, so you have to like figure out time management and and all that stuff. Like, it's 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 uh, it's a lot because gaming takes it's it's uh, if one is it's expensive. You know, games are seventy dollars now, and that could be going to like milk milk and diapers. <laughs> <laughs> then you have time which is so valuable as a parent. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. every second counts. I don't know if you watched The Bear. Yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, it's great. And there's a huge, there's a big quote in the show is every second counts. And that that means so much to me lately, um, especially as a gamer and as a father, like trying to do both. Um, you really have to manage your time well uh, so that you're not neglecting your family and also you're not um, taking away from your ultimate passions right so um i have been able to game here and there you know um uh i i just started remnant 2 last night uh i was telling you before we started podcasting um it is uh it's very difficult very like souls like um it's, it's dark souls with guns basically and uh you choose you choose uh you choose a character uh whether it's like for me i picked one called um uh the like the, the handler and so mm-hmm. he has a dog companion with him and uh, what what the dog does is like he it almost like builds aggro he'll go after the enemies um if you if you go down kind of like uh any kind of shooter um like um the division or something like that if you're downed um uh he'll he'll come and heal you i think once um per per like match or whatever and uh it's so it's really good but it's almost like a co-op game better uh i right now i'm playing with my uh my wife's cousin which we played a lot of elden ring together so elden ring he you know we were looking after that finished uh we were looking for something to play with that with that similar itch and uh i was telling you before like there's 
there's different types of games out there multiplayer there's like your call of duty where it's like um adre high adrenaline and and just like quick matches and and quick wins and 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 stuff like that and yeah very competitive and stuff like that then you have your other type of multiplayer games um uh like destiny where it's not as like crazy competitive but it's more like inclusive and and event more about an adventure and and just killing bad guys kind of like just having fun chilling right then you have something like elden ring which is like it's a single player game but it's very difficult and you kind of like need your you need like your community to help you i remember i mean there's nothing like elden ring I mean, I remember going on YouTube, Twitter, and people would post like, um, like, like, uh, just little things like um, little story beats or um, just like where you could get a certain weapon, and everybody wanted to help each other out because they knew how difficult it was. So there, there's that type of multiplayer where you kind of experience. Uh, a level of, of difficulty and um, and over overcoming uh, odds with somebody, and and so Remnant Two has that has that in it. It's very difficult. Um, you know, you you play, you bring somebody in co-op, and then it's um and it's like survival mode. You know, you're just trying to survive this world. And uh, if you you know you get waves and waves after difficult enemies, and then if, when you when you break through. You get loot and then you you're like oh man so um it's very similar to like diablo 4 in that sense but it, even better because diablo 4 especially for me my experience um you know you had uh i i had the uh this necromancer mm -hmm. and uh it wasn't really doing it for me it was very like it was it was too too easy you know what i mean like the build was very overpowering and um it's it's too relaxed you know what i mean like which is fine because uh, i'm almost i'm almost done with that i'm in the last chapter uh last act act six and so i'm almost done with the game i kind of want to just get get through it and just, just move on um especially with the big game coming up you know starfield everything is everything is trying to like you're trying to rush to play all these games before you know <laughs> september 6th or whatever so uh long you know long-winded winded answer um remnant 2 i just started yesterday it's a ton of fun um it it, it definitely scratches that itch for those who are listening and like had that elden ring experience and are looking for something like that remnant 2 is is, is really good um it's a shooter tough tough enemies uh crazy bosses procedurally generated too which my my wife's cousin didn't like play the same area with me and we were going around it because it's my first time playing and he's looking around he's like wait a second none of this looks right and he was kind of he was like getting nervous because because you know he, you you could get killed at any second mm -hmm. so he's like dude none of this looks right and then we're in this room and i like you know you want to do kind of like dark souls where you want to hit all the barrels and stuff like that you might pick up some coins here's similar where you could get give resources and there was this one painting near a wall where i crouched down and i hit it and it led to a hidden door like a oh, hidden wow yeah it was like a hidden wall there and i was like dude check this out and he came over he's like oh my god you know and then we walked through it went down and it took us to like a whole different area and he you know and uh and we had a fight you know it, it, it's it's good like that it's it's good it's um i highly recommend it um i think it's 50 bucks uh for the standard edition and um 
and uh yeah I, it's it's good stuff you know so i got a couple of follow-up questions like mm. my first one is what what console are you playing this on um xbox series x i don't okay. know if it's like cross-platform because he also has an xbox so okay not too sure all right so my next follow-up question like i uh, a buddy of mine described this game almost like like dark souls meets um meets borderlands like Elden ring sort of meets borderlands because he said it has a little bit of a looter shooter kind of vibe as well as a souls like kind of vibe like yes the only thing i would say is um you don't pick up weapons and stuff like that like borderland borderlands okay. you you could you you'll get like after a little area you'll have chests and stuff like that you open it up you'll get new guns new weapons you know stuff like that new armors and stuff here is very like well since from what i've played so far yeah it's more like it's more like straight up dark souls where it's like you you're more for the map and you're more for the environment and the and the area and, and wiping out the bad guys and finding try, try to find like hidden hidden areas it's more it's more about the world than it is about like loot and uh and, and stuff like that but it's a good it's a good comparison because borderlands does have a shooting aspect and uh and it has that co-op so um in that sense yeah for sure it's just minus don't expect to get so many different weapons and and gear and this and that as, as much that, so yeah, that's okay. the only thing i would say okay that's that's good feedback because um i know it was you know done by gearbox publishing i believe they published the game mm -hmm. so i was yeah i you know i i kind of you know i've only i've only seen the trailer i've never i haven't touched um remnant 2 it's been a very busy time right now in games <laughs> it really yeah. has but yeah, yeah i was so curious because like this is a game that a lot of people are raving about it sort of mm -hmm. has like before i would probably say the most popular game out there right now before like everyone was raving about like the all all raving about the latest D, &D game yeah you yeah, know we'll yeah, talk yeah. about Baldur's that in a Gate. second Baldur's yeah Gate. we'll talk about Baldur's gate 3 in a second but like that this like game was kind of what everyone was talking about for a moment in time and i feel mm -hmm. like it had it's like it, i want to say 15 minutes but it had like a two-week window to where like a lot of people were raving about that game and then Baldur's gate came in like a wrecking ball yeah yeah that that was that that was an amazing amazing i mean a lot of people knew about it Mm -hmm. um that it was coming it was like the storm that was like you know they saw the cloud the dark clouds you know like in the distance you know when it's about to rain yeah and uh it's beautiful weather but you're like yeah look at over there you know we got about an hour and it's it, it, we're gonna get hit hard you know what i mean so let's start packing up you know what i mean so you know you, you're out at like a barbecue or something like that you might want to you know <laughs> turn those <laughs> those burgers a little faster because you, you might need to pack it up bring it to the car that's that's remnant too right now it's it's um it had its it had its moments um me personally i um you know i don't have a beefy pc mm -hmm. so i can't really play boulders gate uh right now um i wish i could but uh if, if you can't and you know if you're like a pc like a, i mean excuse me a ps5 owner and you're waiting for boulders gate 3 uh, next month or whatever um remnant 2 you know like you have a couple weeks there plus you know there's no starfield um uh so you have like you have opportunity there to, to play this and i you know it's a game i recommend you know i know there's a ton of games out there so um if but if you are looking for an elden ring type of experience 
then you know you're not gonna get that with Baldur's Gate three. I, I would think. Um, I love that. I, I think that's really good feedback. Before um we go on to our topic of the show and a news item that kind of popped up. Do you have any other games that you're playing right now that you'd recommend to people? Um, so I'm, you know, I'm I'm just rushing through Diablo Four. I would say, if you're like a Diablo person, um, I would say overall uh, it was an okay experience. I would give it like maybe uh, seven, eight out of ten. That's strong. Um, graphically, yeah, graphically is amazing. Uh, what they did, I you know, you get the horse pretty late. I wish you got that earlier because, um, I mean, I guess I, I guess why they did it because they don't want you just run through the whole world in like five seconds. But mm-hmm. you know, I, you get the you get the horse pretty late in the game, and just riding around with the, with the companions or whatever feels great. Um, the the combat itself is great. Uh, for me, it was a little too easy. Um, you know, but at the same time, I don't want to play in the the permadeath mode either. So I'm like stuck in the middle where it's like, you know, like my necromancer, I have like all these minions and I'm just like, you know, kind of getting bored a little bit because they're just, they're just wiping out all the enemy before I can even get to them. And, uh, but it is what it is. Um, you could go barbarian, druid, uh, a sorcerer I heard got nerfed. So <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, no, it sucks. Yeah. Especially if you're like, you've been playing sor- sorcerer this whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Um, I've been playing that. I'm almost done with that. Um, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm trying to get back on, but I haven't really gotten it. Um, I did get the Amiibo. That is back up. I don't know if people are interested to get that. The uh, the Twilight Princess one, the one that comes with the Epona. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna get the horse. I'm looking forward to. That. I'm gonna get the horse. I don't know if I'm gonna get the Link, like the uh, costume. Yeah. That comes with like that green costume. I, I would love to, but I don't know exactly if that amiibo does. But I know for sure it comes with the horse. So you're gonna get a Pona from Ocarina of Time for all the people, like the Nintendo people out there. Um, uh, let's see. Um, let's see. So I'm I'm trying to get back into Hi-Fi Rush and finish that off. <laughs> like I'm trying to. There's like a list of games. That's like, listen, you have to September 6th or, or else I might not play a game ever again. <laughs> I, might, I might just have a thousand hours on this one game coming up. Um, so, um, so yeah, just a, a couple games um, like that. Uh, I, I have been playing with my wife uh, uh, Mario Party Superstars, which is really dope because it's mm-hmm. it's um it's Mario Party but with like the bit all the hits like all the the greatest like the greatest hits type. Think of that as like you know those music albums that yeah. come like uh, now you know and all those things. <laughs> you get like I forgot about now. <laughs> now man, you you did a throwback to our childhood there where it was like now twenty eight, now fifty one. Ninety seven. You ever listen? Yeah, to that? exactly. With the bonus track. Oh man, man, you taking me okay. back? You taking uh, yeah, me back right? for real. I want to talk about our topic of the show, but before we do. Yeah. I have a new segment called Hot Takes, the spicy takes, if you will. We're going to give Michael a chance to give us his spicy takes, which is basically a hot take. It can be about video games or just about life in general. But I want to give you the floor. Michael, do you have one or do you need an example first? Uh, Let me see. Um, A a hot take. Um, Hmm. I think 
maybe the, I don't know if there's a hot take, but there's mm-hmm. rumors of like a Switch Two. Um, that that's gonna be coming out next year. I don't know if it's a rumor at this point. You got China saying like, "Oh, we're manufacturing this." And oh, is it, you can take it to the bank now. Yeah, and Nintendo's like, oh, shush, shush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not yet, not yet, not yet. But um, so yeah, my hot take I feel like should be related to that, and um, I would say that um, I think that the Switch Two should be first of all it should be called a super nintendo switch right okay which i think okay. a lot of people are kind of like agreeing with you know what i mean like the consensus seems like that's a pretty good title um, sns right because it's like a, yeah it's like the super nintendo mm-hmm. versus the nintendo so perfect super nintendo switch make that um more expensive make it beefy you know what i mean make it um my hot take is that this thing should be uh 4k uh, yeah it should be on the level of the um rog ally type of okay. thing except with like a better battery i don't know how they're gonna do it but just do whatever they gotta do to make it like not an hour long mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um get get with and get in line with the PS. I would say get in line with the like Xbox Series S. Oh you know wow! I mean? Yeah, like that type of power, powerful. And um, come because the Switch, you know, they could play it safe. I feel like they could play it safe, and then the 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 next Switch could just be a little bit stronger, stronger battery life. You know what I mean? Graphically, just a bump. You know what I mean? Just like a bump higher. Um, but still, they're still gonna be like behind, you know. Like their 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 chip right now is like 11 years old, mm-hmm. so um, it's time. I, I feel like it's time for them to be like close with PlayStation and Xbox. You know what I mean? Like just be a little bit behind them, like the Series S. But it's time to bring those handles because you're missing out on an opportunity to work with Xbox. You know what I mean? Like I know mm-hmm. deep down. Nintendo hates Sony. I feel like. And <laughs> you feel yeah, like that? That Final Fantasy VII, they mm-hmm. they have it in their wall. I mean, <laughs> they will never forget that. You know what I mean? What they took. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like Nintendo should have like the ability to have Game Pass on on the Switch. You know what I mean? Um, and also be able to play games on the cloud. You know what I mean? Because that's going to be like the future, right? Cloud gaming and stuff like that. And uh, maybe like the ability to play, um, you know, maybe like Steam games or something like that through the cloud. Like just like just open open the door up. You know what I mean? Like like you handheld your your like hand. You you have these competi- You have these competitors coming. You got Steam, the Steam Deck. You got the uh, ROG Ally um, from Asus or whatever. Um, and other people are going to step up. You know what I mean? Like other people are going to come out with new technologies and stuff like that to hit the handheld market. So I don't want Nintendo to just like sit, you know, to sit there and just like give it a little bump and just come out with another Mario that looks basically like Switch 1.0, you know what I mean? Like, and give you no reason to really get a new one other than like better battery and stuff like that. Because if that's the case, like, I feel like it's just, it could still be in the Switch um line 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have the regular switch, you got the OLED switch, you got the switch where it's like only handheld, and then you got the switch that has more battery and more whatever. You know what I mean? But no, I want you to really get in there and and have like a handheld Series S and get ahead of Xbox. Because I know Xbox thinking about it. They may not be doing it, but they're definitely thinking about like getting in the market because they they they're they you know they have king they're about to sign abk so you you know their mindset is not just hard you know uh the consoles it's also mobile it's also things on the go you know what i mean so having a getting in the mobile market which is what nintendo technically is you know they're in the handheld you know what i mean like um xbox is coming so might as well like get ahead of the curve that's that's how i feel that's my hot take no minimal upgrade to your next switch because we know you're coming nintendo we know you got a switch a new switch coming we want it more powerful so that's my hot take make it more powerful i'd love that i'd absolutely love that i think there's no chance in hell they do it i don't <laughs> i think there's no chance in hell of course not uh-uh. I I don't think there's no chance in hell, but this I would love that. To, this is them listening to our podcast and reacting to it. Yeah, they were like, "Boy, please get out of here! Get out yeah. of here!" They gonna make they gonna put out another 720p uh, console that's on handheld, and then on on dot it'll be 1080p. It the value might... will be 25 to 30, like 40 percent stronger. Yeah, um, that's basically it. They're just gonna make it like those little increments. The Bluetooth was gonna be better. Uh, the online service is gonna be better. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. Yep. Which so I'm, it is what it is. Yep. I I'm I'm really 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 wish they would, but I don't think they will. I don't ever think they will because I don't think there's any more that they're going to do other than do some marginal upgrades and then basically put out another switch too and just say like and by the way i think they're gonna put out a switch too and then put out a then basically have like the ps5 models where like you can get the switch version of the game or you can get the super switch version of the game but mm. the super switch version of the game with five extra features will cost you 15 extra dollars so my question to you would be what would be what what would be the difference between um the switch version of a game and the super nintendo switch version of the game would would it be graphics i don't think so i think it'd be i, I think with nintendo and the way they normally operate it's not going to be graphics like with the ps4 to ps5 it was like the haptic feedback and the and the graphical upgrade usually you know like i think for them they would basically add almost like a mario party 8 style like like um content upgrade to where like mm-hmm. you know like mario uh, like mario kart has been getting like a lot of these extra tracks and such like that i feel like mm-hmm. this game i feel like a super switch version of a game would just be oh this game like our version now has a four new modes or maybe three new levels you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then wow. like out so it's yeah. sort of be more like content uh upgrades versus like graphical content upgrades in the end yeah and that's that's also a way they can probably have their cake and eat it too to where like let's say they did a next generation of smash brothers mm-hmm. well like in that next generation of smash brothers they could say like this this our base model is basically like the switch model but like our yeah. super switch model is automatically the deluxe model that'll come with all the dlc 
you know you, right, you, right. yeah like yeah. that's the way i feel like that they'll operate closer to that i i could definitely see that yeah it, it, it yeah, lets them have their, yeah it lets them have their cake and eat it too which it, i agree it, is like i feel sucks. like the next switch if it was my realistic take and not hot take is is the next switch will be um stronger battery life maybe better ui and better like online services is i it? would hope at least on the at least on the online services because their online services are terrible absolutely yeah. terrible it's horrible oh they'll probably add like um instead of friend code they'll probably change it to like they'll finally come to you know the, the 20 21st century and <laughs> and add like uh oh just put a username and you know the, a nintendo name or whatever you want to call it or your yeah. me you know what I mean? Like me, your me name or whatever. So similar to like your PSN and your uh, gamer tag. So, um, and then you, instead of this stupid, what is it? 12, 15 digit code. Yeah, for um, sure. Oh yeah. Let's be friends. Mine is three, seven, four, six, eight, three, two, five, five, Z, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to remember that. No, not at all. Not at all. Crazy. Not at all. Like do you, right now, do you know your friend code? Mm -mm. can you tell me yeah exactly nope. i don't know it. <laughs> not even close not even close and so right. here's here's something i gotta ask you and mm -hmm. i gotta ask you if this was crazy and that was play nyc was it how was play nyc was it crazy because it is time for our topic of the show play nyc michael you went there you got to basically be in there with a tons of games hundreds of different games mm -hmm. you got to play quite a bit of them how was play nyc uh okay so play nyc was amazing uh i'll tell you a little bit like backstory so me personally like i really um as a new yorker like i really embrace the idea of like building up the industry here in new york mm -hmm. um just because uh i feel like new york is such a big and important like city uh you know it's the ca financial capital world yada yada all that stuff the knicks yankees <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, honestly, I really want New York to to thrive in the video game industry, which is like so, so big. You know, what I mean, so many fans out there, and Play NYC is the perfect opportunity. This is why I volunteered for them. It's the perfect opportunity for like New York to display like um, the passion for games. You have a bunch of people who are like into games to come be attendees, and then you have all these developers from um all over new york and in different areas to come here uh come uh in new york city and showcase of uh video games for everybody and <clears throat> you see different like nonprofit organizations uh lat like uh, latin x uh, game gaming which is like um uh you know community based like for like latin gamers and, and getting representation out there then you have like um i think there's one called the uh, uh nyc uh, like gamers the g-a-m g-a-y-m-e-r so it has oh, to do with cool. like um yeah so it has to do with um uh, the the community and getting the work little like flocking <laughs> no <way. laughs> just just knocking the face um, yeah snuck attack <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's from last night you tried to snuff me out yeah exactly <laughs> they're they're petty anyway anyway they really yeah, are no nah, so um so you have that so so you get that organization no, I think they're not profit I think um 
and so they're trying to help uh, at games that might have like uh, uh, based on the LGBTQ community might be in in, in development. So they want to represent uh, those characters like NPCs or just main characters or side characters. They want to be represented correctly and, and with respect and stuff like that. So so you have that organization, which I think is awesome. Um, and then you have uh, um, then you have uh, the New York uh, um uh critics circle the what is it the gaming critic circle sorry if i'm mis like pronouncing it and <laughs> no, they're about good. um is with like harold harold uh, um he's he's the uh he's the head of that and he um uh they're like a bunch of journalists that that go into these um uh you know like uh inner city uh schools and and they help um you know it's like an outreach uh, to the young community to try to get them into journal gaming journalism and stuff like that, and, and they have they have scholarships programs and and stuff like that, so they can learn how to be journalist, video game journalists straight out of school, you know, and stuff like that. They, and then they can get into the industry, uh, helps them with their writing skills and public speaking skills, and um, uh, so yeah, New York video game critic circle. So you have like all these different um, booths that have like these important kind of like. Um, outreaching type uh, community organizations then you have the games which is awesome i have a list of games here of all these developers and what's what's amazing is that um you know you get to you get to see the actual game creators there they're yeah. they're there um uh representing their game and talking about their game and they're very passionate so when you go by and you say hey well, what game is this you know you go to one of their booths um, they're very excited to tell you about it. Um, there's there's a ton of games I'll, I'll go over, like a list of games that stood out. Um, and then uh, and then I want to talk about like the volunteering experience. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, it's, it was my third year there, and so um, I was team captain because uh, we this year had a ton of volunteers. We had like forty people, something like that. Wow. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot compared to like a handful last year. Like it was a ton. And um, and so I was a uh, team captain because I had some experience already. And uh, you know, you show up, you show up super early. I think I, I got there like seven, seven thirty in the morning. And it starts off as like an entire open space. And what what you have to do is uh, you have to you know put, set up tables and chairs and help these developers like with any little things uh, to help them set up. And uh, then you have. Uh, um, what do you have? Like, uh, really quick, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So, how did you get started with this? Like, tell me the origin story about like you volunteering for for this. Yes, kind of that's the, that's a good question. So, I actually got it from the Iron Lords podcast. Believe it. Oh, or not. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I was listening to one episode where they had Dan. Um, uh, I forget his last name. So, uh, uh, um, I think it's a. Uh, Butchko, I, I don't want to butcher his last name. So, um, he um, uh, he was on he was on the podcast and he was talking about play NYC um, because the Iron Lords, a lot of them are from New York, so um, you know they and they you know they represent the, the city. So uh, they had him on and he was talking about play NYC and then he was talking about like uh, when it would be. It was going to be in August and you know like get tickets. You know tickets are available. So I was like, oh, you know, it's in New York City, you know, like I want to, I want to, you know, meet other people from the gaming community and talk about games and stuff. 
So I went to the website and, you know, I scrolled down to like, it says like buy tickets. Mm-hmm. And then um, I noticed, like I scrolled down a little bit more and I noticed um, it says like, oh, do you want to volunteer? Um, send us an email. So, you know, I, I was like, oh, you know what? Let me try. You, you never know. You know yeah, what I mean? for sure. So I click it. It, 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 you know, ask for my name and stuff like that. And then write a little bit about like why you want to volunteer or a little bit about yourself and stuff. Um, so I told them, you know, my, his, you know, I, my passion for uh, New York City and, and, and the video game industry and I'm um, a healthcare worker. And uh, so I like my whole background. Yeah. And then they emailed me back and they were like, oh, we would love to have you. And, um, and that's it. That I, I joined and I started off like just helping, helping with whatever they need help with, uh, you know, like checking people in, just making sure everyone had a good time and stuff like that. And then. I did that for three years now and the third year is a little bit more involved, more like uh, helping the new people and the new volunteers and kind of get mm-hmm. them comfortable and if they have any questions. So like every year it's been more like involved and um, uh, it's it's great. You, you meet a bunch of like a bunch of like great people uh, you work with. I work with uh, some some amazing people at uh, Playcrafting which is oh, the, cool. in charge of play nyc yeah and then afterward um we had like this google sheet uh and people are just putting their na- contact info and and we're just you know like uh, you know like their names uh you know where they can find them on the socials and even their like gaming tags like their their nintendo friend codes which nobody can you know could remember right no and then your your gamer tag and your psn and stuff like that so you meet people in the community that that also like the other volunteers they also love video games um whether they're inspiring to make a video game in the future or mm-hmm. they just love it like me um you know i'm not really thinking about making a game but i do love video games so much and so uh i love talking about it obviously because i'm here with you right so yeah so you meet a whole bunch of people and uh so it's a great uh networking opportunity um and then you get to meet the developers you know you you initially help them out set up and stuff like that and then you can also like play games so as a volunteer you get the opportunity to walk walk around in the uh, on the floor and play play some of the games and stuff like that so if you ever think like for those who are listening if you ever want to volunteer for any of these events you know just just try to try to get involved like go to their website see if there's any volunteer opportunities and you never know maybe we could go to the next pax west or pax east or or you know like uh, if e3 ever comes back you know things like that and uh (laughs) and um and uh yeah any any of these events and i know play nyc they're always looking for for people to come if you're if you're in the east coast and if you're near new york city um and you get to meet a bunch of great people and you get to play some games and meet some developers and you never know networking is great um yeah it's uh it's, it was a great time I, man that's great yeah i want to ask you some follow-up questions based on the information mm-hmm. you gave there um first uh here's a couple of questions i have and my first one is like what area was it in in nyc i know like was it like Mm -hmm. like what part of nyc was in the end and then like two what was the energy like on on the floor this like this year and how do you feel like it was different than any of the other years you volunteered because like this is your third year doing this i Mm want to i want to get like the feel of like your time the third time around versus your first or second yeah, so um, 
me personally, uh, the first year was um, a little like a little crazy because it was my first time. So everything was kind of like spinning. My head was kind of spinning from the experience, right? So, uh, and uh, I would say each each year the vibe was good, very you know like uh, high energy, very very fun and stuff like that. But this this year I feel like it had the best energy. You know what I mean? Like every I don't know if if it was because um, there were so many volunteers or something like that, but I, I was getting so much like feedback from the developers that uh, they were thanking us for for such like an easy, smooth experience. No hiccups, you know, nobody's computer crashed when they were trying to set up their game. Um, you know, like you know, like uh, everybody was able to set up their booth correctly because you don't you know you have the behind the scenes. You know, people trying to set up their booths, they might. Um, might have forgotten equipment or or something, but there's always another uh, somebody to help help with like um, little things like oh, somebody needs a pair of scissors to like cut something, you know, little things like that. So this year went real smooth. Everybody was able to set up, and everyone had a good time. There were a lot of attendees, um, and uh, and and yeah, this this year this was the best year so far. A lot of people. Um, like a lot of a lot of games and stuff like that, a lot of things going on, and also um, a lot of help and a lot of good people, a lot of good vibes. So it was all good this year. Very good. That's great. Oh, Do and you also feel like- it was um, it's it was in uh, 18th Street in the West Side. So it was okay. like Lower Manhattan uh, on the West Side. So they had a uh, they had like a like um, it was like in the first floor of a building. It was like this big open space. Uh, that you could use for different events, parties, and stuff like that. Corp, you know, corporate style. Yeah. Um, so they used that space, and they just made uh, like booths and with tables and chairs and and all this stuff. And they had lights and you know all this stuff. Do you feel like um, the event got a little bit more? I guess you would say like more attendees and also volunteers because this is like I, I don't know. It almost feels like the first year outside of the pandemic. You know, like. Yeah, where like uh, where like attractions are really really back versus the last couple of years where it was still some hesitation around um around COVID, you know? Yeah, for sure. But like my first year, um, I think I was wearing a mask at the time. I can't mm-hmm. remember, but I think I think I was. And then last year it kind of like opened up a little bit more, and this year it was almost like back to normal. They were like, COVID, what? You know what I mean, like. <laughs> COVID who? <laughs> For real. You know, it was, it was, um, it felt, it felt like almost like society was back to normal, you know, and it was yep. like, you know, um, it, it felt good. It felt good that, uh, you know, everything felt, um, um, at ease, you know what I mean? Uh, nobody was like kind of nervous about like big crowds, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, just the atmosphere felt, felt, felt great. That's good. That's really mm-hmm. good. I want to ask you about like um some of the the games that you played. Um, what were some mm-hmm. of the standout games that you experienced during play NYC? Okay, so I have a, like a list of games. Um, I I want to just like shout out some games that I wrote down. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, so like when you, I'll, I'll give you an idea. Like when you walk in the booth, I mean when you walk in and you start like experiencing the floor. You have like the first couple boots are, just, are like non-games. They're just like, like I said, like the New York uh, uh, video game Critic Critic Circle. You have like 
Uh, I think the Air Force was there in one booth, which was pretty cool. Oh, snap. Um, yeah, yeah. They were like, um, you know, representing uh, the military and stuff like that. If anybody wants to, you know, love games, but you want to, you know, serve the country, you know, like, <laughs> oh, damn. You love Call of Duty? Well, nah. <laughs> you can really live that life. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. I, I hope they're not marketing like that. Like, no, I hope not. Do you love Call of Duty? Cause, Are you nah. really about that life? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy oh and then you have jordan you have uh jordan minor he had his booth with and his his you know shout out to him i think you did an episode with him yeah friend of the show shout out to jordan yeah yeah he has uh an amazing book about the history of video games uh you guys should check it out uh it's called the video game of the year by jordan minor um it it showcases uh the game of the year right in quotes Mm -hmm. uh from 1977 to last year 2022 and then you have like little games in between from different um, writers and journalists and, and stuff like that. They give their kind of like passion uh, and stuff like that. But anyway, so you have you have his booth. Then you get to uh, uh, one of the big ones was Atari. Atari was there. Uh, They're making the, a comeback. The, yeah, yeah. The old the, the old uh, Jordan mind. The beginning of the book of Jordan mind mm-hmm. is right. <laughs> you got like the first 1980. Um, the first section of that book is was about the, the Atari, Atari yeah. 600 and stuff like that. Atari was a big deal back then. And oh yeah, on my way back, right. And so I don't know how they're back. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird. It's like we're living in the Twilight Zone, something like that. <laughs> It does feel weird. I'm getting press emails from Atari almost daily at this point. It feels That's like fantastic. They, yeah. And, and so uh, let me shout out Atari real quick. They, they're doing a fantastic job because what they're doing is they're kind of like bringing old school type games back mm-hmm. and they're giving it like a nice polish to them. And they kind of like, um, you know, because at the end of the day, also, you know, sound like that. Yeah, at the end of the day, these games, some of these games like Tetris, Pong, you know, like Pac-Man, like you have mm-hmm. some of these games are like timeless. You know what I mean? Like you press start and you start playing and you're like just having fun. Right. And so there's just nothing you're going to do about it. A thousand years from now, you know what I mean? After, even if we're, we're like in a simulation and we got headphones and we're just fully immersed in games, if you take it off and you play and you start playing Pac-Man, you're still going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, they're, they're bringing games like that back um there um i'm not sure if i have any of the like titles i could just like name like what i i played like um kind of like a uh like a shooter type type game the music in that was one of the best one of the best sounding like uh, games i've ever heard oh wow yeah i don't know if it was the the sound bar they were using or whatever Mm -hmm. But it was like it was just a static position the ship and you're just shooting things that are coming at coming at it right very simple but there was something about the music and this the the bump you know and then just the way like things would explode when you shoot something and just oh but that sounds cool the, yeah but the the music was incredible i was like whoa and that was without headphones it was just like playing like this and there was a speaker going on the music was incredible uh it was a very simplistic game though um, and then <laughs> what, what, what kind one, of um platform was it on oh man you was know, it pc not, yeah so a lot of these games were being played on like pcs mm-hmm. uh, you had a lot of which was cool you had a lot of like steam decks out there 
which was a great platform to like use to like display a game because it was like you know fairly cheap versus like getting a, a rig at yeah. to a booth is very portable you just that and a cable and boom you have your booth just get it just rent a table and a chair and there you go and a, and a monitor and then give give somebody a controller and there you go you guys want to develop a game you know what i mean like that's your <laughs> setup basically buy yourself a steam deck a controller and the, and you and we and a lot of what just to give you an idea like if you decide to like develop a game or something like that mm-hmm. you you see i see what i see a lot you see a lot of xbox controllers one yeah and then you see a lot of like 360 controllers you see a lot of like um kind of third party xbox controllers where it's like i don't know i've never heard of this <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like an xbox controller because they got the a x y b yeah I don't know what it what it is about Xbox versus PlayStation, um, and Nintendo. Like, well, I know Nintendo because you know you're not gonna have a bunch of Joy Cons out there. Yeah, <laughs> right? and then the A B but, buttons are backwards too. Yeah, yeah. For oh damn, let's not even go there. Yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna upset a lot of people. It feels like the Twilight Zone. Why they got backwards? <laughs> oh damn. Like, yeah, there you go. Open up the camera. I, I already had it too. I already had to. But but you were saying though? No, I was saying like I'm like it's weird that there's not a lot of PlayStation controllers for these developers. Like they use a lot of Xbox controllers. I don't know why, to be honest, but. That's just a little thing I've noticed. Like over the years, like volunteering for these events, you notice a lot of. I don't know. Have you have you experienced that too as well? Like yeah, you for sure. A lot of Xbox controllers. I don't know. It's just a little thing. Like I um, think they're also cheaper, man. It's like yeah, you can find you can find those like pretty cheap. And I was like, you know, I don't really find a whole lot of places that sell like PlayStation. Um, playstation like four controllers anymore yeah. besides amazon and then ps5 controllers are expensive and then like mm. you have also have that thing to where like it like on xbox side of things like all xbox controllers for the most part all work on pc so uh, you don't, yes yes, yes so yes. you don't have that issue and they do aren't they doing something where like they like the idea of like you could use a controller for like at, like all generations basically yeah like, for sure. like your xbox one i think like you could use that for series x and i still use one of my um xbox one controllers for my series x and oh, wow. s yeah yeah so i'm so, like um, i don't i don't have to have the specific series s or series x right. controller for it versus like playstation i think you need ps5 to play ps5 right yeah, you needed to play the PS5 games, but not to the P like but the PlayStation 4 controller will still connect to your PS5, but it mm-hmm. only works for PS4 games. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Because yeah. of that. Okay, yeah. So I can see I can see that. Yeah, it's cheaper. There's a lot more third party like knockoffs and stuff like that mm-hmm. to bring the price way down too. All right, I, I get it, but um not not to do like a console war thing it's nah, just like sure not. it's just like a, a observation mm-hmm. um so yeah so I, uh, uh, I was talking about like a booth setup that's that's basically your like indie setup you know you got a little thing a monitor controller link it together and there you go Let, let's start showing it. so i think maybe that helped um make things a lot smooth like technology is really helpful to indies like they're able to display their games a lot easier Mm -hmm. um which is a big deal you know what i mean because you know you used to be like you see those old documentaries where they would like bring like an entire pc and then they would try to connect things and then things would you know exploding and and, yeah you know they might not get their game you know working before the before the event starts you know like all types of headaches but um, when I volunteer like 
play NYC, we didn't have any hiccups. Everybody was able to set up their games, which is a big deal. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you you know, it's it's a headache if you're if you're having stress about setting things up, you know. But mm-hmm. so um so Atari was there, they they had that, they had this haunted haunted house type of game. Um, and then they had uh uh what was this uh, third game? Um uh, I forgot I forgot what the other game was. Um uh, but Atari had a presence. They had like an Atari twenty six hundred there. It, oh, was, it was cool. cool. It was a cool vibe. Um, so yeah, let's start looking at some of the games. Um, NYU had a pretty cool game. I, I love to talk about. Um, I have like a little little sticker there's here. It's like a new <laughs> thing right here, right? Yeah. It's called Report on the Death of Robert Evergreen. What? So, that sounds dope. Yeah. So it's a real a real like quick uh, rundown of the game. So. It's by it was made by NYU, so you have like student developers and stuff like that. Uh, so you have like uh, uh, young young um, uh, uh, people making this game, um, up and comers, right? Well, yeah. You know, future uh, future developers. So uh, this game is about uh, you're. It's very simple. So you're a reporter, mm-hmm. and you have to. You're on like this PC. The game is like a PC, and you're clicking like files, right? So you have like you can log out. So you have you have uh, it's like a, a desktop. So you have uh, audio files, and then you click on like report or something like that. So you click on the audio files and you listen. You have headphones on. You listen to these uh, like five different um, audio files, and it's talking. It's like an interview about uh, this person's death, and you get the different like uh, interviews. You get the daughter. Uh, you get the son. Um, you get, uh, you get his, uh, his lover. Um, um, and then you get, uh, I think you get like the secretary or somebody that worked for him or something like that. So kind of like an under, uh, underling. And, uh, so the daughter is saying, oh, he, you know, so what happens is he, he like fell off a building and he passed mm-hmm. away. So the daughter saying that he couldn't, it wasn't suicide because he was a happy, he was a happy guy and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, like he loved us and, you know, he would never do that. Yeah. She's, she's pregnant. Um, uh, so she's like, you know, he had a grandchild on the way, like he was super excited, um, for the baby to come. And so, and then you get the, you had listened to an audio file of the son and the son is like, he was a piece of s oh wow thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. it was like you know we over the years he's not the same person blah 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 he changed and then you get his lover um uh, because he was a family man and yeah he had like a gay lover and so what? this guy was a lieutenant for like i think the navy or something like that and his file he was talking about basically um you know they loved each other but that he almost regrets the relationship because they uh they had to keep everything a secret all the time obviously because he has a mm-hmm. family and stuff so um so you get that and then at the end of it what you have to do is you have to take all the all the stuff right and so it asks at the end it asks you a couple questions very simple and it says the daughter like these are like you have like the the different people so you have daughter mm-hmm. and then you have a uh like a list you click and then it has a list she was um like um disgruntled disgruntled daughter of the of this guy 
or yeah. it could be like she was um she was a she was a happy happy daughter of him or what i put was um she was uh in denial of like what was like how how he really felt or something like that okay. then the son then the son you clicked and you could put like he had a great relationship with his father you could put <clears throat> which is what i put uh you could put um that he had like him and his father grew distant over the years or whatever so that's what i put and then you have the the lover you put like um you know whatever so the i think that put the answer was like he um kind of regressed a relationship because of the secrets and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then at the very end it um after you submit it it comes out with an article that you kind of like wrote and it has like this is the story uh of like this guy's passing you know you could be all conspiracy like this person was mm -hmm. he murdered and the daughter says you know she's in denial she's she's eight months pregnant and blah 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 and then the son so everything that you heard and you you kind of create makes up this article so oh um, that's so cool yeah so so it's kind of interactive like that and it was it was very cool like a little little indie game um i think i think you could do that um i think you could look this up on steam and i think they have mm -hmm. that available to play and like the full release i think might be coming like later in the future um so yeah that that was that was a pretty dope uh game by them um then you have let's see uh there's this one game that i'd love to talk about yeah go ahead uh, let's see it is Okay, it's called Dire Fog Tactical Card Combat. Let's see if I have that. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I have like all these like things. Um, here we go. So Dire Fog, right? This one right here. So this one is dope. This one is um. Think about it as like Magic: The Gathering, right? Mm -hmm. So you have like attack defense and stuff like that but you're on a you basically you're on like a chessboard with cards and so there's movement so you're it's almost like a fire emblem uh so you know how like your character can move a certain amount of steps and stuff like that yeah for sure yeah so your card has that type your card has like certain movements it can move like three spaces or it can move like whatever and um what it does is it has like ability so uh it'll um uh let's say you have like a mage mage card and when it moves before it moves it explodes like surrounding damaging four and then when it moves to wherever you put it it does another four damage so it sounds like an op card which it is but this <laughs> friendly fire so I remember I, you know, you're just playing a game for the first time. You, you're kind of learning, right? So yeah. I moved the mage and it like wiped out half my squad, which was crazy. What? And then it moved. Yeah, it was wild. I was like, oh no. So, um, and then you have, you have like a main character that has like a lot of health. That's mm -hmm. kind of like a chest. It's kind of like the cake basically. Or, um, so, so, uh, so you have that. It's almost like a chessboard where you have that king in the bottom and it's similar to magic the gathering where you're like you could collect you know you start off with uh what you have but you get cards and you could you pick you get like two choices you can pick one or the other and they all have different powers and stuff like that and uh it's it's really dope because uh it has that like magic magic the gathering so you have that attack defense and it's a card game but also there's movement involved 
So I, I thought I thought the movement aspect of it and kind of like a chessboard grid type type deal was like a genius idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the guy who developed it was there. So that's one of the that's one of the benefits of, of stuff like this going to these events. And he was an awesome guy, like very very cool dude. Uh, very excited to have his game out there. Um, there's a uh, there's one that's like. Almost like a Dark Souls type of game. I'm trying to see if I didn't get to play because so many people were like trying to get it. Um, Can you uh, um, describe it? It, it was, was a Dark Souls. Like a, it was just a very. It was, no, it was just like a hack and slash type of game. But but um, actually, some of the guys from Iron Lord podcast was there. They oh, said okay. that they saw that. Um, yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, um, for sure. They they said that they. Uh, they saw it a couple years ago and they said that it's like almost night and day how like over the years they developed it and the game's still not out yet um and over those years like it got more polished which is awesome to hear you know what i mean like games games that that they have more time and more resources um they were able to uh to uh to do to um to make the game look better and it played it looked like you know i was watching it and it had like a nice high kick slash you could roll dodge roll and stuff like that it was a dope game i just don't um know if i have the title on me is it Um, does it star a cat by any chance no 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 <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, it might be Cristala. That's exactly what I was asking. What this that's, game? Yeah, Cristala. Yeah. Oh, so dude. that's what. Yeah. It's with so, a cat. So, you know, um, so that's exactly what I was asking because Cristala is a game that I've uh-huh. gotten several different emails about. Let me make sure I have this pulled up. Um, okay. For everyone listening, listening. Um, Cristala is, let's see, a game that I've been following for a pretty long time. It's by Astral Clock Tower Studios. It is starring a cat, um, like a cat is like almost like a, not necessarily like a cat person, but mm-hmm. almost like um, the cat species from like Skyrim, you know, like the, the oh, Puma okay. type of look. Oh, you know? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm like, it is very much that that game. It, and it's crazy you were talking about it because I'm like, I'm looking at an email where, where it says, yeah. just a quick reminder, um, Cristala will be exhibited at, at uh, Play NYC convention at the heart of oh. NYC this weekend. Yeah. Uh, that was the email they sent to me like earlier this week. Oh, but, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, does it any any chance we know like when it's releasing or anything? No, no, um, no, no news no, on that. No news on that. I know they just um they did a third Kickstarter. It's a for everyone listening by the way. Um, Cristala is a dark fantasy action RPG. Um, you play as a, f- a fledgling warrior from one of six clans. It is called by the ancient sacred crystals to prove her worth beneath the spectral moon of Alor. Across the desolate swamplands, overgrown forests, twisting caverns, and crumbling ruins long forgotten by time, a sick, a weakness, a wicked sickness stirs. Cristala seamlessly fuses a fast, fierce combat system with a smart storytelling and rich, robust RPG mechanics. Uncover and upgrade a multitude of weapons, spells, and additional items as you explore a wild, wonder-filled world shrouded in both mystery and magic so yeah like this is one i've had my eye on and so like for a while now it's now been ported over to unreal engine 5 and it's yeah. um 
coming to PC and consoles, but no release date right right now. But yeah, it it does have like that action hack and slash kind of uh, roles. I even get some Souls vibes a little bit from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but yeah, it sort of reminds me of um, Kingdoms of Amalur in a way, mm-hmm. to where like it, it's not it, it just the art style kind of feels Kingdom of Amalurish, but a little bit more polished i would say a little bit more modern but yeah i've I've been keeping track with it i didn't get you know i wasn't at play with nyc but like i'm dying to see what the game actually plays like in person though yeah no i i wish i had played it um but i it's kind of one of those games where you like ah that looks dope and you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. like if you don't get to play it's fine you you kind of like get an idea you know what i mean just by looking at it um one game that i had to play um which use it i thought he was using unreal engine 5 but it's still 4 unreal engine 4 and that's expedition agartha Agartha. oh okay that's dope it is uh it's a first person um loot where it says loot survive extract so it's basically a a first person you can um kind of like uh medieval so you have like sword shield mm-hmm. or i think you could be like maybe a wizard so you have powers um it was almost like a valve oh no wow this, this thing looked incredible you're it it's like a smaller game so like you start it starts you off on a like a like a, a pirate ship mm-hmm. and um you're you that's like the menu so you you're on the ship almost like sea, sea of thieves and you're going through the ship and you could go to like multiplayer or you could like go to where the training is like in the tutorial so you go and you you open this book that's for the tutorial it takes you to the tutorial and it has it has a um it has an amazing like si- simple like uh like um like almost like uh Elder Scrolls type of type mm-hmm. of vibe where like you know you hold hold RT to like heavy swing or you could do small swings and you're fighting what you're doing is you're fighting uh like waves of zombies and stuff like that so zombies are coming af- after you and uh um you uh yeah um you like you could like start slashing at them slashing away at them and they, it, it looks like grotesque you know because they're coming at you all undead like right and then out of nowhere you're like the sky, the sky is like dark it's like almost like raining but it's not, it's not actually pouring but mm-hmm. lightning starts striking and dude oh. the lightning in that game literally was beautiful like it would light up the screen and I, you would just like want to look at like the sky you're like oh my god like oh there it is again you see the lightning like dude it looked incredible um uh yeah i was i was super super excited to play that i was so glad i did um you you could also like there's i think like pvp there's mm-hmm. co-op involved and stuff like that and you could just like just you know co-op with a bunch of buddies and and just like hack and slash all these enemies and stuff like that um i'm not sure exactly how in-depth it gets uh but i would say check it out on, on like steam uh they have early access right now so you could like just install it, play it a little bit. Um, I had a ton of fun with this one. Expedition Agartha. That oh, that sounds awesome. dope. I love that name. Yeah, so it, it had, like, the trailer for Avowed mm-hmm. was, like, basically what you were playing here. Like, it was that single player, um, you know, you had the sword and you could just hack and slash. And um, it, it looks incredible. Like, man, that, that was good. That was a good one. 
And then Man, I think sounds that, fun. That, How long did you I, get to play that I, one before you began? Like, so I played that one maybe like ten minutes or so. Okay. Um, I did like the tutorial, uh, just like just slashing away at the the enemies and. Uh, just I, I just spent like a minute just looking around how gorgeous it was, and uh, seeing seeing the clouds and the lightning. It was really dope, like really really dope. Um, I I want to say there there was there was an Unreal Engine five game, which was insane. It was like this, it was this like um, it was like a Blair Witch Project. Oh wow. Vibe. Yeah, it was like a, uh, and this this dude said he did it in one day. You he are said he kidding. was thinking about it, and he kind of put things together, and he literally said he, he did it yesterday, and 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 brought it kind of like, and he said he was there because he wanted, he he wanted to test like the audio cues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He really wasn't. It was like a small like, ten minute type thing that he put together. So basically, you're like in this forest, and it's and it's um, found footage. So like the the game is like a found footage thing. It's mm. almost like a black and white. It's like very dark, right? Very dark. You're in the woods and you're running. You're basically running away from this like monster behind you that's like trying to kill you. And uh, dude, the atmosphere was so crazy. It was like legit Blair Witch Project and uh, Unreal Engine Five. It just looked amazing. And the cool thing about it is he said that Unreal Engine Five is very easy to work with. So, um, that gets me super excited about games in the future. You know, when you hear developers saying it's something is easy to use, man, that that's that's the stuff you want to hear because, you know, behind the scenes, like we don't realize how difficult it is to make games. But when someone is just straight up, like a developer is is just so like giddy and mm-hmm. so like excited and just wants to. Oh, by the way, what I've been asking. Oh, by the way, this was so easy to make. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of like, just like so proud that that Unreal Engine Five is so like simple, and and so easy for them. And uh, you get you, you get that vibe a lot. Like there were a few games that were used in Unreal Engine Five, and uh, everything was this is e- so much easier. I don't know what it is. I'm not a game developer. I don't know <laughs> what they mean by that. Maybe there's like assets that you could easily like. If you want trees, you could just bloop bloop. I love the sound effects you made. Bloop, bloop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just click clouds. What kind of clouds? Mm-hmm. Dark, medium, light. Boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Just I, drop I into place. Make, I don't want to make light of of a game developer. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. it. But I feel like it. That's what they're trying to say. They're trying to say like, like, like that's that's a good thing. You know, for us mm-hmm. us gamers. We're gonna be experiencing Unreal, Unreal Engine Five. We're gonna be experiencing some amazing titles in the next couple of years. Um, so I can't wait. I want to ask you uh, one last thing before we get up out of here, and that is, are you ready? Because it is time for a pro nerd trivia portion of the show. I'm gonna give you five questions. Can it five times, five times, five times, five times, five times? In the words of Booker T, questions, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna see if you can enter in our pro nerd Hall of Fame. Are you ready? Oh man, I was close last time. I think I got four out of five. I think you did. I think you did four. That was a, it was a really good showing there. All yeah, right, yeah. here we go. All right. So our first category is in the realm of Pokemon Generation One. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. All right. So gotta catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> all right. So there is three evolutions of pokemon in this bird family 
there's Pidgey, there's Pidgeotto, and then there's Blank. What is the final evolution of Pidgey? Um, what were the first two? There was P uh, There are three evolutions in this bird-like family. There's Pidgey, there's Pidgeotto, and then there's Blank. What is the final evolution for this for Pidgey? Oh. Man, I'm not gonna make the whole thing this year. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know the crazy. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be one vote away, like um, like all these like baseball players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like I'm a Yankee fan, but how do you not have like uh, Ramirez? That's uh, crazy, and, isn't it? Or a uh, Pe Pedro Martinez? Yeah. like that's crazy. That's absolutely um, crazy. I saw Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto is the second one, right? Pidgeotto. So it goes Pidgey, Pidgeotto, and then blank. <sighs> I'm drawing blanks. I want to say um, Pidgey, Pidgeotto, Pidgey, <laughs> <laughs> Pidgey, Pidgeymon, like Pokemon. Oh, you were so close. <laughs> no, you were absolutely. Yeah, you were. Like was when it? you were sounding it out, you said Pidgey. It, the answer is Pidgeot. Like, all you had to do was Ot at the end. Yeah, Pidgeot. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, I thought you were pulling I said. it. Isn't that what I said? If you play yeah, yeah. the podcast potato, later potato. on? Yeah, potato, nah. potato. <laughs> Put uh, it on 0.5 speed. You know, oh, yeah, for change sure. Change the speed on it. All for right. sure. All right, okay. your next category is in the realm of anime. Anime. This, oof, this might yeah. be a hard one. Let's yeah. see. All right. This black spiky haired character is famous, famous for being trained by a turtle crane sensei. Best friends with a bald headed group. He runs around his world exploring and trying to search for seven artifacts. What is this character's name? Yeah, spiky hair. Yes. Wait a second. You say he's black? Black, spike, blacky hair. Oh, spike. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so uh, what's his name? That is, yes, what is this character's name? Uh, Goku, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> it, this question came from Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, nice. All right, so our next question is in the realm of Batman. Batman, mm -hmm. okay, right. now we're talking. Okay, okay, so he's on the board. He's my favorite to... superhero. So, okay, I like that. I, I better like get that. this. All right, this one is a little bit tricky uh, if you don't know the IP. What fictional company does Bruce Wayne own? Wayne Enterprise. He got it right. He got it right. He is he is two of three so far. Two of three. Let's see if he makes it to the next one. Yeah. Here we go. In the next category is in the realm of Xbox. Xbox trivia. I think you... I don't know if this was a category last time you were on the show no. or not. Okay. All right. So. But that's my favorite uh, system. My yeah. Favorite platform. We'll see if it works out for you. Which Man. character is etched inside of the Xbox One S? Which character is etched inside of the Xbox One S? Dang. Oh. Um... By the way, did you know about this? That there was a character on the inside of the console? Uh, let me see. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I feel like 
Was it Master Chief? Master Chief is absolutely correct. Okay, yes. It is absolutely I, I didn't I think I knew that through like an article mm-hmm. I read. But I didn't like see it, you know, or whatever. He is absolutely correct. Nice. So you have gotten three correct, one incorrect. It is time for your final question, sir. Are you ready? Ready. All right. So your last question. Oof. Is in the realm of Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry as a, Potter. As a host, you're not supposed to be like, oof. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, we you see some questions sometimes as a host, and you say and you go, damn, this is this <laughs> might be a hard one. Like yeah, if, yeah. It, this might be a hard one. So okay. I, I hate it for you, but like nah, I, I'm I'm pretty big on Harry Potter. Okay, okay. I like I've that. Game of the year so far because of it. So Okay, I like that. I like that. All right, so this trivia question was given to Harry and his friends in a potions classroom. It came into play later on in the story as well. I believe this is a a quote by a potions professor. It is, where would you look to find a bazir? Where would you look to find a bazir? Man, wow. Or is it bizarre? B-E-Z-O-A-R people. And I, you know, pronunciation might escape me. But where would you look to find a bazaar? Potion? Hmm. Dang. Um is it the forbidden forest? That is incorrect, but it was a very good guess. So, a bazaar is a stone taken from the stomach of a goat. It will save you from most poisons. So, during Snipe, um, during Harry's first, I think it was his first class mm. in in the potions classroom, Professor Snipe was bullying him by asking him questions he had no, he wouldn't have known <laughs> at all. That was yeah. one of the questions he, he bullied him and asked him with. But the reason why I said this comes back into play later. Yeah, when is, he says... Um... Fa- I, uh, what's he say? I guess fame isn't everything. Something yes, like that. Mis- right? I guess fame isn't everything, is it, Mr. Potter? Like yeah. that, yeah. For <laughs> sure. Oh, man. He was amazing, man. R.I.P. Um, what was his name? And um, God, what's the actor's name? Uh, um, Alan, wasn't it? Alan Rickman. Yeah, Alan Whitman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was an incredible, incredible role for Professor Snape. Yeah, for sure. And, and the reason why I say this came in, this comes into play later, by the way, is like three years later in a potion exam, Harry forgets to add Bazaar to his potion because he was thinking about asking Cho to the ball. Later on, he also like uses a Bazaar, um, uses a Bazaar to save one of his classmates, Ron Weasley, when he drank some oak, um, oak mature mead that was intended for Professor Dumbledore. Mm hmm. So oh, okay, okay. you, you yeah, remember yeah. he saved Ron's life. Mm-hmm. He yeah, used a bazaar yeah. to save his Ron's life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. So, but yeah, it, you had a pretty good showing here. That was yeah. some tough questions. Not as good as last last time, but I'm I'm due for a five for five. I'm due yeah, for one. yeah. I'm, so, I'm gonna make that Hall of Fame, whether it's this year or one one year. Oh, it. I believe you. I believe it. So before we go though, where can the good people find you, Michael? Um, I'm big on um Twitter, I think. Uh, or I, I think X? that's still I think that's still called Twitter or the X. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, everyone knows that's Twitter. So uh-huh. a tune tune underscore medic 
um i'm on uh you can find me on discord as well tune medic um my psn my xbox gamer tag tune medic and then my nintendo thing is three three six seven 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 no no that <laughs> <laughs> if you remembered it, I've been hella impressed. By the way, I would have been so impressed. Oh man, I'm gonna have to like sketch it, like put a tattoo or something. I'm never. <laughs> no one's gonna remember yeah, that. My, Hopefully, my friend we... code is you know I got to do like a Peter Peter Molyneux, mm-hmm. you know reveal, you know tattoo. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. Uh, Two medic for most of it. Twitter's tune underscore medic. Um, and yeah, I I love doing this podcast with you. It's awesome. Um, it's a great way to like uh, talk about games and stuff like that. And and uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course, every time, always a pleasure, man. Always, always. Before we go, man, thank you so much for doing this. It is absolutely phenomenal to record with you. It's always brings a smile to my face. We always have some dope conversations. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone, you can find me at Sebastian PNR on all your favorite favorite social media platforms. PNR. So um, before we go, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Until next time, stay safe, stay gaming, and enjoy the single player experience. Peace out, everyone. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to Michael Santiago for being a guest on the show. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the single player experience discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!